0: In 61 BC, Pompey the Great rode the streets of Rome in a triumph, celebrating his military victories in Spain. Um, here's what one author uh, sort of described this, this triumph, uh, described how it would look. Uh, First to pass through through the gates from the field of Mars was the entire body of the Senate, led by the consuls and the other magistrates. And so uh, picture uh, this parade working its way through the streets of Rome, and it's one set of people, one group after another. And so first was was the Senate. Um, Then the trumpeter, so behind them the trumpeter, sounding the fanfares. Then the carriages and litters laden with the spoils of the Spanish War. Gold and silver, coin and bullion, weapons, statues, pictures, vases, furniture, precious stones and tapestry, and wooden models of the city. Pompey had conquered and and sacked and, and placards with their names and the names of all the famous men he had killed in battle. Then the massive plodding white bulls destined for sacrifice with gilded horns hung with ribbons and floral garlands driven by the slaughtering priests then (coughs) trudging elephants and lumbering ox carts bearing cages containing wild beasts of the spanish mountains roaring and tearing at their bars in rage then the arms and the insignia between uh, of the beaten rebels Uh, and then the prisoners themselves Then crowns and tributes of the allies borne by the ambassadors of a scores of nations. Then the twelve officers of Pompey, their rods and axes wreathed in laurel. And then there was Pompey himself in barrel-shaped, gem-encrusted chariot of the Triumphator. He wore a gold-embroidered robe with a flowered tunic then the legionary commanders, and then finally the legions of Pompey's infantry in full marching order, thousand upon thousand, roaring at the top of their voices. Eo Triumph. This picture of a a Roman triumph, which was uh, the ultimate symbol of glory for the victorious hero and and the ultimate symbol of humiliation for the defeated, Uh, It's that image in that context which today's Christmas hymn uh, actually was written. And that's the imagery that was going through um, Charles Wesley's mind in 1739. Charles Charles Wesley was one of the most prolific hymn writers of all time. His brother John Wesley started the the Methodist Church. And in in 1739, he was walking to to church on Christmas morning and he heard uh, the bells, the church bells around London. Uh, and, and as a result, he wrote a Christmas poem in this theme of a triumph, where he pictured the the angel armies, the angels in heaven triumphing, uh, rejoicing over the victory of God. Um, about a decade later, George Whitfield, uh, who was the, the famous evangelist, um, took Wesley's poem and, and rewrote it and came up with some, uh, some edits. Uh, and then about a century later, in 1840, uh, the poem was set to music. Uh, it was a Mendelssohn tune and became a Christmas carol, the, the carol that we now know as, as Hark the Herald Angels. Um, so yeah, let's dive into the hymn. Hark, the herald angels sing. Hark being a listen, pay attention kind of a word. Uh, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Uh, the, the text that this comes out of is in Luke chapter 2, uh, 13 and 14. And suddenly there was an angel. the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom He has pleased. This this magnitude of angels who are shouting and singing glory to God, this this image of a triumph. Um, We see this this reconciling, again, being this sort of restoration of shalom, of this peace between God and man that we talked about uh, on Monday. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. There's the image, right? That, that image of angels in triumph. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. And so um, he's calling us, we're singing the hymn, to join in the angels in their rejoicing in their celebration, joining into this triumph procession, proclaiming that, that the Christ has been born, that, that the deliverer, the, the victor is here. And with this idea of all the nations, it, it comes back to the covenant to Abraham that all the nations would be blessed, that finally God's work is coming to fruition, this promise from so many years before, that all the nations are now blessed in Christ. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Um, Mild he lays his glory by. So Jesus entering into humanity, setting aside the glory, brings up this imagery that we see in Paul uh, that that he didn't consider, Jesus didn't consider his equality with God something to be grasped, but rather humbled himself, taking on the very form and nature of a servant. Um, being humbled even even to the point of death. Uh, Jesus sets His glory aside to enter into humility. Um, And there's this contrasting image that I think is brilliant between Pompey the Great and his triumph, for Caesar and his triumph, being pulled by the the four white horses through the city. Uh, The contrast of of that glory and that power with, with Christ, the baby in a manger, Uh, in an inn, in the stable of an inn, and there's this contrasting uh, vision of of, of what true glory looks like. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, uh, meaning incarnation. Incarnation literally means in flesh. Carne means meat or flesh, that, that God Himself has taken on flesh to become human so that we can see what God truly is like. Hail the incarnate Deity. Pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. As we've talked about before, Emmanuel means God with us. Pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Pleased to enter into the, the he was pleased to enter into the mess of humanity. It was for the joy set before him, and we see in Jesus he's fully God and fully man. And as we want to know what God is like, we look to Jesus. Back to the hymn, Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, Hail the Son of Righteousness, Light and Life to all He brings, Risen with Healing in His Wings. Uh, It's imagery back to Isaiah 9, which we've been talking about on Sunday mornings, this promised uh, Davidic King who would be the suffering servant, who would be uh, mighty God, the everlasting Counselor, the Prince of Peace. Uh, it's, it's, It's Him, Himself, that we've been waiting for, born in the manger. Christ, the heaven, highest heaven adore. Christ, the everlasting Lord. Come, desire of nations, come fix in us thy humble home. Come, desire of nations, come fix in us thy humble home. And it's it's then a call on the Holy Spirit to come and dwell within us. Uh, one of the interesting things that, that I discovered this week about this the original poem, the one written by, by Charles Wesley, was that there's a line that we don't sing uh, that wasn't part of, of the edits that said, rise. The woman's conquering seed, bruise in us the serpent's head. And if you go back to what we talked about on Monday, it's that prophecy in Genesis 3:15 that Jesus is this one, come and and, and kill the serpent, crush his head um, in us. And so, so it, again, it's this fulfillment of the peace of God finally coming, the victory of God coming over the curse. That that it's arrived. Uh, And so this hymn is is a call to celebration, to join this triumph of angels who are singing, who have seen the story from beginning to end, who, who see the significance, the importance of Jesus being born, finally coming into humanity, finally coming as Messiah, finally coming as the one who'd bring victory. And it's the celebration that shalom, this peace is finally restored, and a way back into the garden has begun. Jesus has defeated sin and death and it's a call for us to join in this triumph with the angels and with the generations of saints before us to join in the celebration of the victory of god the prince of peace let's pray god we thank you for uh for those who have gone before us guys like charles wesley and george whitfield god who are our brothers Thank you for for these words and for the celebration imagery of a triumph of heaven. And thank you, God, that you are our our servant king, that you lead and you love in humility and you call us and enable us to follow you. Jesus, help us to celebrate this season, uh, the victory and the peace that we have in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening in. We'll talk again soon. Thank you.